Welcome to the Fast Forward Amy Show, the show where we talk about how you can lift your life and business with simple strategies. This past week, I lost more than 400 followers, but I also gained more than 600. I lost 81 email subscribers, but I gained 479. All of that means that I am getting closer to my core audience. But I didn't always look at it like that. I used to be so upset when I saw that people unsubscribed or unfollowed. I used to want to make everyone happy online and so I stayed what they call vanilla. Vanilla, you might know it from the more uh, Fifty Shades type of books. (laughs) But vanilla is just plain normal. Vanilla means you're pleasing everyone, you're creating content that pleases everyone. And yeah, it's not really special, it's not really kinky or dirty. It's just that, vanilla. So what happened to me when I was staying vanilla, I built a name, but it wasn't as strong. It wasn't as powerful. It wasn't as me. Back in the day when I was working full-time as a fitness and nutrition coach, I got to about 8,000 Instagram followers at the time with my vanilla content. Selfies, self-obsessed content, um, some tips and stuff, but it was all not really rocket science. And then at a certain point, when I was growing really, really slowly and I felt like I was barely making an impact, I got sick of things. I knew that I could do better and be bigger. And so I did. At a certain moment, when no one supported me, I started making content that was ugly as fuck. (laughs) Ugly AF is what they would say. I remember my friends laughing about it and being like, well, this is just brutal. Why would you do that? I don't think it's going to work. But I got lots of attention from my new content, from new potential clients. And I started growing on Instagram like crazy. I became known for my no bullshit education style. No one cared I had an ugly feed, except for some of my friends and, well, maybe a little bit myself. No one cared because I had more than a thousand people saving my posts. Now, as I said back then, I was in fitness and nutrition, and it's only later that I switched to business. I switched to business because um, I grew my entire fitness and nutrition business based on just like offline techniques. But at a certain point, because I had a full wait list and a lot of happy clients, I started hosting workshops with my friend Jessica. We hosted workshops on how to boost your business and how to use social media and all of that. And I started getting so many questions about business, about how to start attracting clients, how to make it as a personal trainer. In fact, my very first business clients were personal trainers. That is definitely the niche that I know best. And I fully switched. I didn't want to be that typical fitness coach gone business coach. But the truth truth was that I, I was a business person who did fitness coaching for a while. My love, my true love was coaching and business. And I started combining that. So that's what happened back in the day. I switched completely from fitness and nutrition content to business content. And yeah, that wasn't easy. Now, lately, I've felt like I did another pivot, a new pivot. Um, I've been working really hard on myself again. In January, I invested $25,000 in business coaching. Um, I'm following a kind of like a duo coaching program with my business partner in Alpha Women, Jessica. We're getting coached so that we can make sure that our friendship remains as good as it's always been and that we work well together. 
Uh, it's more based on personality. And by doing those tests, I kind of got to know myself again. And I'm always a really big fan of continuing to learn because I think the moment you think you know everything is the beginning of the end. Now, during that coaching, all of those different coaching things I've been doing lately, I have had to identify the things that were going wrong. Because don't get me wrong, there's a reason I got into those things. You might be listening to my podcast and you might think, well, she has got her shit together. I don't always, and there is always room to learn and room to evolve. So, yeah, something was wrong. I was asked to describe what I felt like right now and what I wanted to feel like. And what I felt like right now was a little bit of a broken heart due to what I was doing every day. And what I wanted to feel was a lot of warmth and fire and and the full, like, beating heart. I felt like I was holding back. Maybe kind of like back in the day when I was creating vanilla fitness content. Now I was just doing other things vanilla. I was holding back. But you know what? I am not a person who is made to hold back. When I was 18, I moved to Italy. I didn't know anyone there, I didn't know the language, yet I moved there by myself and I lived there for a year. I am someone who is made to do her own thing. I am made to be big. And so are you. But you are probably holding back because of some of the beliefs that we are taught growing up. I am here today to help you be bigger, dream bigger, do better. And I want to teach you how to be abundantly authentic and confident online. As always, before we dive deep into these truths, I want to teach you about confidence and authenticity. Know that you can read this full episode and all of the links and stuff on my website as well through fastforwardamy.com forward slash 019. So that's my website, forward slash the number of the episode. So that's forward slash 019. Here are five truths about showing up online. First up, the audience you want to attract are not your current friends. So the audience you want to attract is not your current uh, friend group. You need to think bigger. When I first started creating that fitness content that went, went against the grain and against the really pretty Photoshop photos that I still have no clue how to create, no one liked it. Everyone was against it. But after a while, everyone had seen it. So remember, the first thing I wanted to tell you is the audience you want to attract as a personal brand is not your current friend group. So don't base what you create or what you want to be recognized on what they think. It truly does not matter unless they are your target audience. And most probably they are not. Second truth bomb. No one cares if you look pretty. I know (laughs) some people are on Instagram or on other places to look for really fashionable pretty photos. But most of us are not. Most of us actually really hate people when they look too perfect. No one cares if you look pretty. People care that you are authentic. People care that you are abundant. No one cares if you look pretty. So stop thinking you can only post if you have a perfect photo. 
it's a lot more about what you have to say and what you have to give to the world than what you look like. We don't care. Third truth bomb. Showing up is always better than not showing up. Publishing a podcast episode is always better than not publishing a podcast episode. I postponed my podcast two times until I finally like was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Showing up on video in an imperfect life is better than not showing up. Doing the work is better than not doing the work. Showing up is always the better solution. So in regards to that second thing I said, where we said, you know, no one cares if you look pretty, give value not looking pretty. Show up in a video and explain something you think might be useful to people without looking perfect. We don't care. You don't have to look perfect. Fourth, kind of the same area. Posting is always better than not posting. I know so many people who are like, oh, let me create this really good post and let me overthink this and let me slide all of the things in my Instagram planner until my feed looks perfect up until the point they get so exhausted that they don't even hit post anymore. Posting is always better than not posting. Posting. Make it an ugly feed. Remember what I said. No one cares you have an ugly feed. No one cares that you look pretty. Just post the damn thing because then you showed up and that's what we need to do. Fifth truth bomb, you owe it to the world to spread your vision. You are denying the world your gift if you don't. You might think, well, but everyone already knows how to cleanse your skin or everyone already knows uh, how to do this thing that I do every day. No, that is not true. And the way you explain it to people, the way you will teach this, the way you will talk about this and spread your vision and your mission is unique. You owe it to the world to spread your vision and your mission. You have a gift and you owe it to the world to show your gift to them. So where do we start if we want to be abundantly authentic online? By the way, if you're liking this so far, if this is your jam, don't forget to screenshot and share to your Instagram stories and tag me with at fastforwardamy because that's where you can find me. So I have five new rules here, Um, five rules to be abundantly authentic because we love abundance and we love authenticity. First up, first rule, we dare to show up even when we fear it's too much for people because you are not too much. This whole thing, and I've I've been in it definitely, uh, this whole thing about you're too much or you'll be too much for guys, like I've been told that many, many times, like... A man won't want to date you because, you know, you make money, you're too strong for a woman, you're too intimidating. No, no. The first rule of being abundantly authentic, we are not afraid to show up because we are not afraid that it will be too much for people. Because their reaction to us has nothing to do with us. If other people are intimidated, that's their issue. It's not ours. So the first rule, we dare to show up even if we are afraid it's too much for people, even if we are afraid our friends won't like it. We don't care. We are just going to show up because that is how we are abundantly authentic, abundantly ourselves. Second rule, we dare to share flaws. In the spirit of being perfectly imperfect, we want to show the sides to us that are vulnerable. If you love following certain people, you will probably love it either because it's super perfect and you want their life, But 
if I can guess, and if if you're listening to this podcast episodes, my guess is that you love following people when you see their vulnerable. Oh, I really can't explain. I uh, can't pronounce that word. You love seeing their flaw, uh, flaws. You love seeing what they're afraid of. You love seeing their emotions. Show that side of you. Tell people about a fear or a worry you have. My friend Jessica calls that taking off a jacket. <laughs> and it's kind of like when you are peeling an onion and you take off the layers and you start crying. That's what we want to do. We want to peel off a layer and we want to show people that side. Because guess what? If we don't do that, we are being vanilla. So we want to show a different side to us. The side that our friends know, but that our online people might not know. We love seeing the real stuff. So we dare to share flaws. That was my second rule to being abundantly authentic. Third, we tell people our story. Man, as I was writing the outline for this episode, I was like, oh yes, maybe I should tell my story sometimes and, and like create a podcast episode about it. You owe it to yourself to share how you got here. So our third rule here is we tell people our story. Even if it helps only one other person move 10% for forward, it's worth it. I have a client of mine who helps other women who want to get pregnant with their nutrition and stuff so that they can get pregnant after she struggled getting pregnant for a really long time and then the right nutrition helped her to get pregnant. And I didn't know that that's why she did that or that that was her journey. She did it after an exercise in my business coaching program where I dared everyone to take off a jacket and that was a jacket she took off. And I'm like, this is not even a jacket. This is your story. You should be talking about this every single week and telling everyone. We can be abundantly authentic when we tell people our story. Just like I will dedicate myself to telling you more about how I got here. Because we owe it to ourselves and to other people to talk about it. Fourth up in being abundantly authentic is we dare to share opinions. And this is what we call would call polarizing content. We dare to share opinions even if we're afraid not everyone will like them. That's so important because we don't want everyone to like it. Because when everyone is okay with what we're saying, that means we are being vanilla. And we don't want to be vanilla. So if you don't like something or you love something, dare to share it. Because that's the fourth rule in being abundantly authentic. We dare to share opinions. Fifth and lastly, if we want to be abundantly authentic online, we do all of the above and we do it on video. Because that is the closest we can get to the real stuff. If you love authenticity in real people, in other people, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I really think this is the future. If we can be as authentic as possible online, I think we will attract the right people as clients. We want to do that on video. Because that is the closest thing we can get to real life interactions. And especially now, now we're still in lockdown in a corona crisis. It is more important than ever to connect with people on video. So what happens when we do all of this? Well, we create abundant freedom. We take away the pressure from building an online brand and we start being instead of building and pretending. We start attracting the right people. We start attracting the types of clients who won't send you messenger messages in the middle of the night, but who will respect your boundaries. We will start attracting the right people to work with, to surround ourselves with, and that will feel amazing. Life and business will become easier and you will stand behind what you do. 
you will have more confidence in you, in yourself. Because you know what? It is exhausting to play a role, but it is fantastic to be yourself. I remember when I was 15 and I was sitting in the car with my brother Matthew <laughs> and I think I was 15, yeah. And he was like, yeah, Amy, you know what? When you start dating, you should always just be yourself. Because if you're not yourself in the beginning of a relationship, it won't work out in the long run anyways. And he was right. And he's still right. And he's right about online relationships as well. Don't pretend to be someone you're not. Because that will make you unhappy and that will not create the best environment for you. When you are you and you are fully you, that is when we can create abundance. To recap, I first shared with you five truth bombs. And then I talked about how you can be abundantly authentic with my five rules. The five truth bombs were the audience you want to attract is not your current friend group. Secondly, no one cares if you look pretty. Thirdly, showing up is always better than not showing up. And along those lines, fourth is posting is always better than not posting. So just hit post, please. <laughs> Fifth, you owe it to the world to spread your vision. Because you are denying the world your gift if you don't. And then we have our five rules to be abundantly authentic. We dare to show up even if we're afraid it might be too much for other people. We dare to sh share flaws, because we are all perfectly imperfect. We tell people our story, because that will help ourselves, we owe it to ourselves, and it will help other people to move forward. We dare to share opinions and polarize, because we don't want to be vanilla. And we show up on video as much as possible, because that is how we get to be real and raw. Video is the closest experience to real life that we have in general and especially right now. Because as I said, it is exhausting to play a role. It is abundant to be yourself. So if you want more on building your confidence, I created a guide for you. I created a guide that outlines my five strategies that I use to gain my confidence back after, well, let's be honest, some guys kind of crashed it, <laughs> um, past relationships and past things that really tripped me up. I worked through them and I regained and, and built up my confidence and I want to share with you how I did that through my five strategies to build your confidence. You can go to fastforwardamy.com forward slash confidence manifesto to download it either in English or in Dutch. Thank you for being abundant with me in this little special episode. And you know that you can grab the download and everything through fastforwardamy.com forward slash 019. And if you like this episode, please know that a lot of money, time and effort goes into this for me and my team. So write me a review on the platform you're listening to me, preferably on Apple Podcasts, because that does a lot for me. Thank you so much. And yeah, talk to you next week. Bye.